Link for Learning. Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Link for Learning, strengthening the partnership between parents and teachers in education. You can find show notes and leave your comments at www.linkforlearning.blogspot.com. Just remember to use the numeral 4 in the middle. I'm Penny Ryder, currently teaching first grade in Australia. In this episode, I want to address ways that you can encourage your child as they read non-fiction texts independently and begin to research topics of interest and topics for class. As your child reads, you will want to help them to realise that by reading non-fiction texts, they are finding out more about the world around them and learning important facts. You will want to help them, before they begin reading, to consider what they already know about the topic. As they read, you will be encouraging them to think about the new things that they're learning. And at the end of their reading, you could ask them to summarise some of the things that they've learnt from this. All of these skills are important for your child to develop as it helps them to realise that reading is also for gathering information and that through reading they can learn more about the world around them. To begin with, you could help them to brainstorm a list of all the places, the famous landmarks, buildings, monuments in your city or country that are of interest to your child. Then help them to choose from those the ones that are most relevant or interesting to them. At this stage, you might not want to break it down to just one place, as it depends on how much information that you're going to find about that place. So you might instead suggest uh, three places that would be an initial study and as you find the information you could whittle that down to the one. For argument's sake, let's say you chose Sydney Harbour Bridge. As you're considering categories for collecting information you might think of the history of Sydney Harbour Bridge, the use of Sydney Harbour Bridge, the importance and or significance of Sydney Harbour Bridge the structure and the architecture of Sydney Harbour Bridge and then breaking that down into the specific facts or questions that you might want to find out. For example, for history you might find out when Sydney Harbour Bridge was built. For its use you might find out facts about how many cars or buses or trains cross the bridge daily. For its importance and significance you might f find out uh, why it was needed in the first place and how it is now used. In terms of the structure and architecture you could find uh, maps and diagrams that demonstrate how it was built and explanations of why the structure is the way it is. So you're helping your child to think about the specific facts and questions that will help them to get a fuller and deeper understanding of this topic. So then, after you've decided what you want to find out, you need to consider the best places f to find the information. And you'll want to encourage your child to use many sources. To begin with, you'll want to think of actual physical sources. For example, books that are non-fiction and fiction books, encyclopedias, articles in newspapers and magazines, pamphlets or brochures from the site, fact sheets, and people you can speak to or write to. If you live in the city where the, the landmark or the building is, you would want to go along to that place and visit it and get an idea for yourself, possibly taking photographs and using these later on to reflect on what you've seen. 
Well, it's great to find things online. I have left this till later as I don't want children to rely too heavily on the information on online just because it is easy. The online world offers a number of resources that are useful uh, in that they are at your fingertips and also multimedia. It often helps to draw you into the topic and also to apply the information you find from other sources. I tend to use YouTube and TeacherTube to get a feeling of what it would be like to be in a certain place. I use Flickr images that people have taken on their vacations uh, to look at a place from different angles. I use search engines to do searches on places and find out more information that way. I consider relevant websites, for example in this case uh, the website for the Sydney Harbour Bridge Historical Society or something like that. The images in Google Maps Street View could also offer different perspectives on the place that you're looking at. Audio files and podcasts may not be so relevant for this study, but it's another tool that I would refer to when doing a research project. These resources are particularly useful in this case if it's somewhere that you can't visit in person. So for example, if you lived in Perth but wanted to do the Sydney Harbour Bridge, you could find great resources on YouTube, Flickr, um, to gather information as if you were there. As your children are gathering all this information through these resources, you'll want to encourage them to sort the information in terms of the original question and categories. Encourage them to consider new questions to delve into and categories that would benefit from deeper coverage. When I take notes, I write down the facts and ideas that I find and the source and then physically sort these into categories. I found this particularly helpful when I was writing essays as a teenager. When concluding the study, you want to know that your child has really learnt the new information and is not just referring to the notes he or she has copied from the resources. If your child is writing a report about the topic, it may help for you to record an interview with your child asking your child to answer the questions from their memory of the topic. Your child could then use this recording to help them write the report. The key things with helping children to research are to show them that they get a better understanding of the topic by drawing on a variety of resources and that as they take their notes they shouldn't be copying everything word for word but rather creating their own meanings and presenting these in sentences that clearly explain the ideas in a logical manner. That brings us to the end of this episode of Link for Learning. I hope you found it useful. Remember to check out the links from today in the show notes at www.linkforlearning.blogspot.com. Please let me know what you think of the podcast and leave your questions or suggestions in the comments box. In the next episode, we move away from reading to consider how you can support children with early skills in mathematics. Until then, be inspired, inspire your child and learn to love to learn.